Welcome back, everybody, to the Wear the Bear podcast. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. As always, a Wear the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Make sure you click subscribe on iTunes, and the latest episodes of our podcast will go right to your phone. You can download them, and they're there every single time you need them. Today, a special men's soccer edition of the Wear the Bear podcast. I'm joined by the head coach of the Golden Grizzlies men's soccer team. He is Eric Pogue, and coach, appreciate you carving some time out during the summer, I know that the clock never stops running for you guys. The camp situation will be coming up soon here at Oakland. You guys will have a couple hundred youngsters running around here all, all wearing the bear uh, doing the camp season, right? Yeah, I mean, camps are just around the corner, so we're, we're gearing up for that. And, uh, you know, we do, you know, I think college coaches do a lot of work right now in this this period of time it's not only a huge recruiting time for us you know finalizing out your your 2019 class getting going here on 2020 2021 but you're doing a lot of the administrative stuff in the office um you know the hotels and the buses and the you know kind of laying out your training schedule and and all those things so that you know when august 13th rolls around um and the guys report to campus that you know, uh, our coaching staff that we, all we need to do is, uh, you know, focus on what's most important. And that's, uh, you know, winning games, winning championships, getting to the NCAA tournament. And uh, and that can be our main focus with the guys and, and not kind of all the administrative stuff. Um, this is a good time to be doing all that while our guys are out playing on, you know, all the great different summer teams that that, that our guys are out at this summer. Absolutely, which we will get into in just a little bit here on the Wear the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We'll discuss that. We'll discuss the guys you have in the pros right now, Steve Clark, continuing uh, to do big things. And you hit me with a stat when we were talking before about Steve Clark that, that really blew my mind. And, and as a guy that, that obviously follows Steve and, and everything that he's doing, even I was surprised by it, which we'll we'll touch on in just a little bit. We'll also uh, discuss this is the hottest topic really in college sports. We'll get into the transfer portal as well. Uh, you have seen a, a couple of guys slide into the transfer portal. We'll discuss that as well, how that impacts mid-major college soccer. But, Coach, also the, the schedule dropping for you guys, and, and that's really some of the biggest news out of the men's soccer camp. Uh, you guys put the, the, the schedule together, and, and it's a typical Eric Polk schedule as I look across you know, the landmark of it. You have those matchups that everybody's come to expect when you look at what you guys have going on. Michigan State will be out here at the Oakland soccer field coming up in October. That'll be a big one. Of course, the, the Horizon League schedule as well. You guys will make the trip to Michigan. But there's also some of the, the, the usual suspects on there that anyone who follows college soccer, uh, teams like Dayton and that like, I mean, maybe that the, the, the common sports fan might not recognize, but it, it's littered with, with very, very tough college soccer opponents. Yeah, I mean, scheduling's a, a little bit of a art form because, you know, to be fair, you're, a lot of times you're uh, you're kind of projecting out. Like, this schedule was, you know, maybe done for the most part, like a year, year and a half out, you know, so you're, you're kind of just projecting out what your team's going to look like, you know, what's going to be important, you know, for you. Um, you're projecting out a little bit about what, you know what the other teams are going to be like um and uh you know i think the goal of of every schedule that you put together is to to me to give yourself two opportunities uh to get yourself to the ncaa tournament you know one is obviously you got to put yourself in a position to do well in the horizon league um 
and give yourself a chance to you know, hopefully win the regular season so that you can host, um, um, but also you know give yourself so that you're peaking at the right time. Um, so because winning the regular season, although I th I personally think that should be the way you get into the NCAA tournament because that's your body of work, but I can also see the kind of the the good parts about the tournament champion winning because you know it 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 adds a little bit of a juice there at the end of the year and and to be fair you know sometimes the teams that are playing the best at the end of the year um you know um but you're also kind of throwing in injury factor fatigue factor and so putting the schedule together is every year is a kind of an evolving um you know moving target you know i mean there's years we i mean you've seen it it's been a who's who on there and but you know you you don't want to be traveling all the time and you want to have that happy mix and 10 home games 10 away games um you know two home games to exhibitions to open the year up against you know one of the one of the perennial top teams in the country and in butler will be a, a good test for us right out of the gate see where we're at um, get exposed a little bit see um and then Saginaw Valley coming in here, that'll prepare us for the start of the regular season because it comes fast and furious. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's always great to have Michigan, Michigan State, and to have Michigan State here at home, and that also be our senior day. Um, I think it'll be a special day for us. Obviously, I think we'll, we'll have a great crowd out there. But, yeah, I mean, you throw in the other ones that we have in there, the, the Daytons and the Western Michigans and the – Robert Morris and Duquesne and Western Illinois and Bradley. I mean, those names. It's a, it's a meat grinder, man. Yeah, man. Just <laughs> I mean, in our league, honestly, I mean, there's just not an easy game on there. I mean, the the days of, uh, you know, God bless you if you're listening, but the Centenary Colleges and uh, <laughs> you know the good old Summit days, and even that was if you're going down to Shreveport, you know that that was never an easy uh, right. Never an easy out, you know, but, uh, I mean, every game's difficult, um, and, uh, especially in Division One college soccer, because there's only 204 teams and 10 scholarships each, and, I mean, every team is loaded top to bottom, and so on any given day, given travel, um, periodization, all those things. Uh, Playing styles, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, and things change, obviously, as you get closer to the playoffs. I mean, uh, teams that just played you might not play you the same way because we, we got a lot of great coaches you know out there because again there's only 204 or 205 head coaching division one jobs so the quality of coaching is great and it, it's just you know it's difficult I mean we got to play 20 games in the span of like 10 weeks I mean that's a little bit of uh, insanity, you know. And, <laughs> and, we, uh, and we've had those discussions before. Yeah. And you can go back uh, here on the Weather Bear podcast page on iTunes and on SoundCloud. You can go back. Eric Pogue and yeah. I have had these discussions before. Well, and I think you, we could open it up and probably have another one because there's that big debate now, right? At, you know, we, we degrade at the U20 level. Um, and people are now saying, okay, what's what's the disconnect? Yeah. What's the disconnect between we we always do well at the U20 level, and then let's look here. Recently, a national team, you know, has been struggling a little bit here lately, or we just haven't maybe met what people think our 
you know, should be the same. So, so where's the disconnect? And, you know, people sometimes want to point to college and I, I think that's a little bit, um, unfair. Um, you know, we have rules and we're trying to make better of it by putting together a two semester model. And, but when you're asked to play 20 games in, in, in two, you know, in two months and, you know, there's certain parts of the year you can only spend two to four hours with your guys. I mean, what are you supposed to do? So, right. But I think that's for another day or a, a longer topic, or maybe we can discuss it a little later. But uh, yeah, so the schedule for me is just—I uh, think this one's a, good, a really good schedule, um, uh, you know. And I think it, it gives us two opportunities to put ourselves in in the NCAA tournament. Uh, also, poss- if if you don't win the conference tournament, to to get in that large bid if 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 you do well enough in your in your off games and I think we're going to have a strong enough team a deep enough team that uh you know I think we'll be able to you know not wear down the core group of guys because that next group of guys that that young hungry group you know is going to be ready and and opportunities will evolve for them as the season goes on. You're listening to the Wear the Bear podcast right here on the iTunes and SoundCloud page. Remember to click subscribe. Big thank you to Cam Evans and everyone at the Evans Law Group for their sponsorship of this as well. And, and Coach, you know, we we have a, a couple of topics we wanted to get to here today, and this is something that we've seen affect men's basketball here at Oakland. This is something that I don't know that the the common sports fan or, or maybe even the, the, the common Golden Grizzlies fan might recognize where it impacts you a little bit differently, and we've seen this, the transfer portal. And I'll pause for a second because everyone's ears right now will perk up. And this is a very hotly contested topic that goes on. And, Eric, take a second to explain to everyone how the transfer portal works a little bit differently in soccer than it does maybe in a men's basketball. Yeah, so what I think like most people don't quite understand is obviously because the main ones that most people hear about is uh you know football and basketball and and they have the you know you have to sit a year in residency when they transfer but you know I, I know in men's and women's soccer and I, I'll be honest I think it's most other most of the other Olympic sports um, we have what's called the one-time transfer exception and we've always had it so you know for the most part you know um, you know, young men and women have been able to, you know, um, transfer universities, you know, no matter what and be immediately eligible and play, um, you know, one time, you know, provided there's not extenuating circumstances. But for the most part, uh, you know, people have been able to leave, you know, um, you know, given not just like graduate transfers and not just, I mean, anytime they wanted. And, uh, you know, so, it's like you said, I mean, earlier when we were taught, it's, you know, it was unrestricted free agency for the most part, you know, a couple slight restrictions, but so we've always had that. And, um, you know, there's goods and bads to that, obviously, but it, it really hasn't been that huge of a issue for us. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, th- things changed, um, you know, when the uh, NCAA transfer portal came out. I mean, obviously, it's changed a lot for um I think all sports. I mean, I I was looking on it uh, yesterday, and there were 1,250 uh, men's soccer players in the over 1,200 players. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's it's uh, you know, and there was higher than that at one stage, and you know, I'll be honest. I mean, some of those have already like, you know, 
signed on to play other places and and different things but still a lot and um you know i know it's uh it's just a little bit different and, and i know coach campy has talked a little bit about this but i think the thing that's changed a little bit is just more kind of it's just brought it to the forefront a little bit more in um terms of student athletes thinking and just kind of the ease of uh the ability to go onto the transfer portal because you know you don't have to go talk to your coach um you don't have to maybe have that conversation with them um obviously sometimes you do and it's great um but i mean right now you can literally just walk into the compliance office tell you know tell the compliance officer that you you want to transfer and you know like me one time i i just got an email that said such and such is on the transfer portal and that's kind of the first i'd heard of it so um i don't think that's the ideal situation in any you know in any shape or form i mean i know why they want to do it because i don't want you to you know what the spirit is you're saying yeah i get it and you you know you don't uh but i mean you want to be able to have that conversation and figure out you know why and and is there anything that we can do to you know because it be honest it puts the kids in a tough situation sometimes when they're transferring because i don't think sometimes they think about what that means to them academically if they have to change majors if now all of a sudden they have x amount maybe they got to take summer courses that they didn't know they were going to have to take maybe now they uh have because they transferred they have x number of extra semesters now that that to graduate and who's paying for that and uh there's like but i think a lot of times they're asked to make decisions so quickly i mean i'll get on the transfer portal i'll see someone oh he he's from michigan uh, i know him from such and such and make a call and i mean he was just on there 30 seconds ago and i call him and he says he's already committed somewhere so you figure it out. It's kind of like buying a car off a newspaper classified ad back in the day, right? Like you, you call and it's already it's already happened. I mean, I mean, there was one specific instance where, you know, I was, uh, you know, I like I said, I saw a player jump on there, and I was like, oh, okay, I, I remember him, a good player. Um, I'll reach out to him. I, I had, you know, had his email and and uh, just shot him a quick email and. I mean, he had, I mean, just popped up. And he's like, oh, sorry, coach, I already committed to X university. And I'm like, oh, wow, all right. <laughs> I mean, how, you do that. I mean, how does that happen? Right. You know how that happens? Well, just like there's just different ways around the system now. You right. know, guys don't want, kids don't want to go on the transfer portal until they already have a, you know, till they potentially already have something in place already because there's, the, there's no putting the toothpaste back in the tube at that point. Yeah, right? they don't want to, you know, and uh, so I get it from both sides, but it's just it's just getting to the stage now where, you know, I think it's just important that, you know, kind of takes the conversation, the communication out of the situation, the open the honesty of, you know, especially given like timing can be really important i know coach Campy. one of the things he was talking about that to me is a big factor that i don't think people think about is you know if you're not finding out until late um one it doesn't give you an opportunity to 
to replace somebody um, that's very important to your team. And uh, two, kind of the what that means to your team, what that means to their teammates, maybe what that means to what you've been doing, um, you know, in your off season, preparing for the next season, and what trickle-down effect that can have on your team in terms of maybe that opens other people's eyes because now it's not the team that they thought they were signing on for. And so it can have a little bit of potential trickle-down effect. And so I think it makes it quite difficult, you know, to uh, – because there's just a new element to recruiting, you know. It used to just be you're out this time of year at, at academy playoffs in San Diego, and then you're going to regionals in Saginaw, and you're going to make a trip to Toronto, and you're going to – you know, head to a couple other, and you're going to go to some uh, recruiting camps, and that's what you're going to do, and uh, you're going to, you know, work hard, recruit some junior college players, and continue to do the international route, but now there's just another big piece to the equation, and it's the transfer portal. You're listening to the Where the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group on the SoundCloud page as well as iTunes as well. Remember, click subscribe. The latest episodes will go right to your phone. We're talking with men's soccer coach Eric Pogue. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. And, and coach, th- this these are my words. These are not Eric Pogue's words that, that are coming up right now. These are my words. Does this make mid-major college soccer almost take on the role in, in the soccer circles? They call them DAs, developmental academies. Does mid-major soccer become the new developmental academy then? I mean, yeah. I mean, they're not my words, but my words are It's a little bit of a we're a glorified. It feels at times like we could be a, a glorified, you know, mid-majors, we could be a glorified uh, junior college. Um, just because, you know, we have at the mid-major level, I think there's a lot of great coaches. Um, there's a lot of great players. I think they do. We all do a fantastic job of working hard to recruit um, the best players possible or you know sometimes we're not getting the finished product you know um, um, but we see things in them and we work hard to develop them um, and then you're also throwing in the fact that I think we got great coaching um, we play a lot of guys young um, you know which is important and then we play a nationally prominent schedule so we're we're pushing ourselves against the best. We're exposing our players to the best teams in the country. Um, we're asking them to play summer soccer in some of the toughest leagues, USL, League Two, NPSL, UP, you know, the UPSL. Um, and then we have really high academic standards for our guys. So, you know, I'm, I ask our guys to take 15, 16 credits a semester instead of the minimum of 12. Really try to push them to, to get good grades. I mean, our team GPA is, you know, hovers between a 3-2 and a 3-4. And we really push them academically. And I think obviously that can have a, in terms of transfer, that can have a negative effect on you. If you are talking about transfers, you're leaving your program because... You're further down the road academically. Yeah, they're in a good spot. And, you know, Oakland's a fantastic institution, and a lot of these mid-majors are really good academic institutions. So if we have high academic standards, which, you know, all of us mid-major coaches and our athletic directors and our supervisors all want, you know, because we're, you know, they're students first. I always say, you know, at Oakland, you know, we're 
or a school that happens to have, or a university that happens to have a soccer program. We're not right. a soccer program that happens to have a university. <laughs> there, there's a difference. Yeah, I mean, it's not <laughs> athlete-student, you know, yeah. it's student-athlete. And so, I mean, those things are really important. And so I think, you know, at a place like a lot of the mid-majors that, you know, academically kids are in really good positions to go other places and you know academically not be in a tough spot where they have to take summer classes or they maybe um you know don't transfer a lot of the credits a lot of those tra uh, things so i think it can be tough and so i think all of us mid-majors are just like you know the power five schools and all everybody's trying to figure out how this transfer portal you know i think what everybody does when a new rule comes out is they try like how can we make it benefit us and how can we not let it hurt our program? And I think sometimes initially, till you figure things out, there's going to be some trials and tribulations along the way. And, uh, you know, I think, as I said, you know, you open Pandora's box. So, you know, I don't think the transfer portal is going away anytime soon. Um, and so I think we're all just trying to figure out how best to navigate this new world that we're in and uh you know continue to provide you know the best possible you know academic and athletic opportunities for our guys because you know you you can't let just one little thing impact your you know we've we've had a storied program you know so, you know for i think 1974 you know right. so i mean my goal is to 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 keep you know, keep chugging away, and uh, you know, as as Colin's uh, awesome uh, YouTube about our schedule, just like Mario Kart, man. We just uh, <laughs> we got to keep uh, kind of navigating our way down a, a look out for the banana peels. Yeah, slippery <laughs> slope, and uh, you know. So, but I think it's both ways, and I think it's just going to take a little bit of time. And I think sometimes it's hard not to, you know, take things personally. Um, you when know. you pour your you pour your soul, yeah, and you, and do, you do, and and you know they're young kids. I mean, they're young. They're you know I always say you go to college and make mistakes. Lord knows I made it a lot of them. And talking to you, I think you might have made yeah. one or two. Yeah, uh, along the way, and and that's what it's about. And sometimes you know it's. I think that's the the hard thing is to 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 maybe not take it personally and just understand, you know everybody makes decisions you know that they think are in their best interest and i think i as the you know the leader of the men's soccer program have to then in turn make decisions that are in the best interest of 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 our guys and our program and the history and standards of excellence that will continue to to hold high so yeah we lost we lost a couple key guys to the transfer portal this year and we'll miss them um, love to still have them, but we don't. So next man up, you know, Absolutely. and, uh, look at it more as an opportunity than a, uh, an excuse. And, um, I just want to try to figure out kind of the field that we're playing on, because if you're on a transfer portal, my biggest thing is when I call it, if I call you and you're on the transfer portal and 13 seconds later, you've told me you've already signed somewhere. Well, something's not right right and when i got to oakland in 2002 i thought soccer was had you know 
was, was had very high standards of uh, excellence and integrity and honesty and communication amongst coaches in terms of verbal commitments. I mean, if a kid was verbally committed, I mean, they were off the off the table, right? Right. If uh, you know, if uh, and there's just a lot of and now. I think uh, it it's just a new world because if you reach out to a guy that just went on the transfer portal and he's already committed somewhere. So Here, here's my take on that. The conversation had to start before the portal somewhere. action was taken. Somewhere. I'm just. I'm. I'm not a big math guy. Yeah. I never. Pro- I well, never you don't. To be. You don't. I, I don't think you have to be Albert Einstein <laughs> to uh, put two and two together. That there's, you know, conversations that go on behind the scenes. Right. You know, and um, and like I think that's just the that somehow we've got to figure out a way to make this and uh you know a a system that's set up um you know that to do things the right way so if a guy does enter okay he enters right but he doesn't already have a deal in place you know to go somewhere else um because then obviously something's going on that's that's not the not the way it's supposed to be and i think there's fear from the student athletes that if they say something, they maybe they won't be able to train, maybe they won't lose their scholarship, maybe they're. It's like a lack of information, a lack of knowledge. I think on both sides because the transfer portal is so new, sure, that nobody really knows how to navigate it properly. And I think, hopefully, every year will get a bit better. Um, but I think there's fear from the student athletes in terms of. You know, I can't say anything until it's a done deal because, you know, I want to keep my scholarship. I want to keep my playing time. If I'm transferring to another school, I want to make sure that I continue to train and play so that I'm sharp. And, you know, there's, uh, you know, I think the same thing on the other way, you know, like, uh, you know, I try to ask the questions in advance and, you know, I meet with our guys individually every you know two to three weeks you know throughout the year individually just to kind of try to get a feel for some of these things but I think sometimes it's uh it's just a tough system to navigate right now because of uh something new something different and I think everyone's trying to figure it out right now so um we'll just uh you know, keep plugging away, and like I said, it's an opportunity, not an excuse, and, and uh, you know, I'm just hopeful that we can get it right as each year kind of passes. We tweak it a little bit to make it, you know, work for the student athletes, but not also not put, you know, um, programs and other people in, in, in tough situations. This is the Wear the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Remember, click subscribe on iTunes, also on SoundCloud as well. However you're listening to this, we certainly do appreciate it. My name is Neil Rule. He is Eric Pogue, the men's soccer coach here at Oakland. And, Coach, uh, as, as we wrap this edition up, uh, you've been doing some traveling as of late. I know you got out to Portland. Steve Clark, of course, uh, keeper for the Portland Timbers in MLS. He's had a good a good run of play of course Steve Clark has always had good runs of play uh, during the course of his professional career and he 
you know, he, he gets the, the bulk of the recognition in terms of, of pros that have come out of Oakland University, uh, but certainly there are more out there as well, especially with the new setup of the United Soccer League and USL and everything that's gone along with it. Golden Grizzlies continue to make impacts at the next level in the game of soccer. Yeah, I mean, Steve was kind of the – I mean, listen, we've had we've had some great players, uh, you know, even way before my time mm-hmm. um, that played – you know, at that time, there just weren't a lot of opportunities for them. Sure. Um, so it ended up being, um, you know, maybe it's Detroit Rockers or Neon or Safari or Indoor Soccer League or um, uh, just a USL or what they called the A-League at the time. I mean, um, there were tons of guys that, you know, have played professionally before. But I think here recently, as of the Division One era, I think, you know, obviously Steve is kind of the, the forerunner. Um, with his time in Norway and his time, you know, with the Columbus crew. And then he went back out to uh, Denmark and D.C. United and, uh, you know, now with the Portland Timbers. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we've had Mitch Hildebrandt. Uh, we've had Sean Lewis. Um, you know, now we have Austin Ricci who's playing for uh, York 9 FC in the new Canadian Premier League. Uh, we got Wilfred Williams that's down playing for uh, Orlando City B. and uh, I'll be doing his game for ESPN huh, Plus coming up. There you up, go, yeah. right? So I think uh, there's a lot more opportunities uh, in these uh, in this new you know setup, like you said, with uh, the USL League One, um, the MPSL Pro, uh, champ, you know, USL Championship, MLS. Uh, there's just a lot more opportunities, and so I think um, uh, it's been great to to see. You know, we've had a string of great goalkeepers kind of come through here and have success. But, you know, seeing Austin do really well and see uh, Wilford do well, and and I think there's going to be more here down the line as we keep going. Um, you know, that that's the goal for a lot of these guys now. Is it's, it's it's a real reality that they can, you know, make a living, um, you know, playing professional soccer if they work at it and. Uh, so it's been fun to follow them along. Uh, like you said, you're doing uh, Wilfred's game, and I was just talking to Austin, you know, over text message, just seeing when a good time, uh, you know, to get out to see him play uh, was going to be. And so it's been fun to follow these guys along. And uh, I know Sean Lewis just got his uh, – he's been out for about three months. Um, started out on wildfire with the Tulsa Roughnecks uh, at you know, and then uh, tweaked his knee and been out for about three months and had his first game back. And, uh, you know, unfortunately uh, didn't go the way he wanted, but uh, it was nice to see him back in the fold. And I think he's got a bright future. And I think the MLS could be right around the corner for a guy like Sean. And I think if guys like Austin and Wilford keep working at their craft um, and, you know, push through the tough times and sometimes it's easy to kind of, um, Put your head down. Say why me? Why, yeah, yeah. It's just it's, just it's hard, man. It's hard to make it, man. You get a lot of, especially I like mean, you and I were talking about earlier. I mean, guys are playing to eat. Guys yeah, are playing to feed yeah, their so family. Guys, that, guys are playing not to get a real job. I think know? that was interesting part about going to visit Steve and you know, listen, Steve and I are. Yeah, I recruited him. I was then his goalkeeper coach, and and then, you know, we end up becoming you know best of friends and uh but it's it was interesting going out to the um to stay with them and going out to the timbers training facility and you know going to the new stadium and see i mean 
it's just a different vibe when you're pros and <laughs> yes, it's it a is. job you walk in the door and and uh and you know they're having fun and they're they're enjoying themselves but there's definitely you know when work's done they're they're all going separate directions they got families they got lives um you know so it's a little bit different vibe than what you might see at uh you know some of the summer league teams where um maybe it's a little bit more fun a little bit more although i think it's getting a lot more structured a lot more as i'm i'm seeing teams train every day and just, Fun, fun's out the door it's work man it's i was work just now. talking to just talking to sean claude lawson yesterday asking him hey you want to work some camps and this and that and he's like man coach he's like i wish but he's like coach has us training every day man he's like you know i remember my back in my day and i mean it was two times a week tops yeah i mean but i mean it's way more structured now i mean i'm bucks and detroit city i mean most of these top level summer teams are training every day and not you know they're giving these kids opportunities to make some money through camps and clinics and promotions and things like that but uh it's way more structured um than it was when i was around and so uh Sean, you know, we would have loved to have him up here working some camps. He's a camp legend. Uh, <laughs> so, so the kids are going to be uh, bummed out. But um, I also get it that, uh, you know, places like Detroit City and uh, – One of the leading scorers in the MPSL. Yeah. Of course. All Shawnee does is score goals, man. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I used to tell the team all the time, just give him the ball. Give him the ball. <laughs> like, you know, it's uh, – there's just certain guys that that have a knack for that, and and, and Sean's, you know, I just hope, uh, you know, Sean will continue that, and then into the NPSL pro season, and then, you know, hope people start recognizing what a what a talent he is. Uh, I think sometimes his kind of casual nature can kind of sneak up on you, but I mean, he's a killer. So, right. I mean, you get in, inside that 18-yard box, you know. Sh- you know, Shawnee's a killer. So um, it's been fun to watch and obviously get online and see you with John and yeah. announcing those games and getting out to those games. And you got Armin out there uh, on the on the, on the roster. It's Golden yeah, Grizzlies I, everywhere out there. Man, I want uh, – I would love to see Armin have to hop in that there, man. That would be great. <laughs> we were all, we were all waiting for that one. Uh, I think he was ter- probably terrified, but uh, <laughs> but it was good to see, and uh, it's exciting to watch all our guys out there this summer uh, playing with all these top summer teams uh, throughout the nation, and it'll just put them in really good positions when we get here August 13th to, you know, shoot, we play Butler freaking August it's two months. Two 16. months away. Yeah, it's two months away. Well, we get here and we have a game against one of the top teams in the yeah. country three days later. It's two months away, coach. There's, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's here. It's it's in it, and you blink your eyes, and then literally it's Christmas time. Right. It's you the way think it works. like we finish in April, you know, beginning of April, and you're like, God, thank God, because they're probably saying it about <laughs> us, and we're saying it about right. them. They're just burned out. They've been doing. 6 and 7 a.m. lifting sessions. We've been training every day, playing games every day. They're burned out. Get a couple weeks off, and then they're flying with their summer teams, and you think it takes forever to get to August. And then you... Until it doesn't. Yeah, and then you blink. Yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, (laughs) Then you you blink your eye, and it's literally Christmas time, and you're like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Like, (laughs) what? But that's, that's the 
that's the part about college soccer that I think in terms of development that, that we're trying to change with this new two-semester model. Um, uh, you talk about development from the U20 level to the national team level. I don't. You can't blame college soccer. I mean, we got a set of rules that we got to follow, and that are that are different, by the way. And this again, this yeah. is Neil Rule talking, yeah. not Eric Pogue. Yeah. The the rules are different than that that we lament uh, a lack of success for at the next level. Those are two different games. Yeah, I mean they are. I mean, you, I always say it's, there's soccer and there's college soccer. They're right. Two different things. I mean, literally, you have to. I mean, between the substitution patterns and the. And the, the schedule structure. The scheduling and periodization and lack of, you know, uh, rest, throwing travel, throwing the fact these guys got to go to school, like all these things. I mean, we do the best, and I think we do a really good job as uh, college coaches at all levels, you know, one, two, three, NAIA, JUCO, um, through across the board of, of doing our best to develop kids as best we can, given, you know, given the rules that we, we have in place. And we're trying to change those. Um with this new two-semester model, but you know, um, you know, uh, Coach Sarovsky at uh, at Maryland and Big Ten are kind of leading up that charge, and you know, uh, hopefully it happens because I think, and we're doing a as as a great job developing players as best we can given the structure of what we're allowed to do, but that two-semester model will um, really give us the ability to. I think you'll see some significant. Uh, some significant change if we're allowed to work with them consistently and uh, and those types of things. Well, Coach, certainly do appreciate your time, as always, as we get to really have a great discussion about college soccer with everything that's going on with your program. We'll catch back up with you as the summer kind of wanes away and we get rolling into your season and everything that is going on. Remember, you can click subscribe on the Golden Grizzlies Where the Bear podcast iTunes page. Also check us out on SoundCloud as well. For men's soccer coach Eric Pogue, my name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Thank you for listening, everybody. Well, see you later.